What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? It's going excellent yet again, Graham. Yet a grin? Yet a grin. Yet again, Pam. 2020 is so far just the year of, uh, you know, great news, great vibes. Sure. <laughs> Positivity all around, Graham. Lots of positivity, particularly when it comes to Atlanta sports, Adam. We're living in a golden age, one might say, of pure excellence for uh, the majority of the teams in the city. We haven't lost a championship in this decade. Correct. That is, that is uh, very astute. Yes, thank you. And we have the same record as, we have a better record than the Patriots in this decade. Correct. Also very astute, Adam. I had to think about that one for a second, just like I had to think about the last one, but you know, you are, you know, you're two for two for so far, buddy. Take over the show. You're, right. It's a solo show for Adam t- tonight. Well, I, th- I was just going to stop there. You know? okay. I, I, I kind of like to come in hot at the beginning and then... Um, cool off as it, as it goes down. Let you take it in. I, I usually drift, uh, drift away in like the 20 minutes where you're rambling, rambling. about it. I mean, with Getting the Falcons, angry. yeah, you yeah. get angry. Right. You go on and on. I throw in a few, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not paying attention to the damn thing you're saying. Sure, that makes sense. So I'll probably do that again today, but I'll let you take it from here, Graham. Well, I think that wraps up today's show, <laughs> and we want to thank you all for listening wherever you are. Uh, rise up, chop on, same brotherhood, so- and conquer. Or solid maybe. podcast. Yeah, it was great. I really liked it. Atlanta. Atlanta. Touch, touchdown there, uh, Graham. Mm-hmm. So it was another big week in Atlanta sports, Adam. The Braves made another move, signing Marcelo Zuna to a one-year. They made two moves, correct? $18 million deal. I think we signed someone else, too, Adam. Please please let the users in on who that was. We also signed Felix Hernandez. Yes, King Felix. Yes. It is the year 2012, right? So this is a great deal for the Atlanta Braves. You know what? Yes, Graham, it is. It is 2012. Great deal. Man, if you put this guy on the same team with Chipper Jones, uh, Chris Medlin... Jason Hayward, Freddie Freeman. You know, Graham, that's what people thought uh, when we signed Ben Sheets and when we signed Anibal Sanchez. Ben Sheets gave us a big boost when we did sign him. Oh, you're trying to... I see what you're saying. I'm being serious. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, okay. Ben Sheets did give us a big... And Anibal Sanchez turned his career around as well. Indeed. So, King Felix is trying to get some of that Braves magic. Yeah, uh, remember Aaron Harang, the Harangatan? Exactly. Yeah. He was on that 2014 team, which petered out in August and didn't make the postseason, but he was a solid presence. Another good example, Graham. Uh, let's start out with the guy who might contribute on the team <laughs> before we jump to, to Felix Hernandez. So Ozuna was signed, I believe, in an effort to you know get that cleanup hitter that we sorely missed out with Josh Donaldson, having him... having. Since he, <clears throat> I have so many things I want to say. So with Ozuna, you know, th- this was clearly done to establish that cleanup hitting spot that's now vacant due to Josh Donaldson. And, you know, it's a classic Alex Anthopoulos move, signing a veteran player to a one-year deal, um, sort of fill a gap. But it's also a guy that can come in here and potentially contribute. Didn't have an outstanding season last year, but some of that was slowed by uh, some shoulder surgery that Ozuna had. And um, he only played 130 games, so he missed about 32 games, which is unlike a uh, you know 
starting everyday player. So didn't have, like we were saying, didn't have like the most amazing season ever was. Only hit 241. Is He doesn't draw a lot of walks. Only has a 328 on base percentage last year. 472 slugging, not not bad. 800 OPS, solid enough. You'd like his, uh, you know, if his on base percentage was better, he'd have much better OPS. He'd probably be a little closer to it, 1,000. But did hit 29 home runs. Um, had the 15th highest hard hit contact rate of any player last year. And this guy also slaughtered us in the postseason, going 9 for 21 and helped the Cardinals get to the NLCS. We know him mostly from that uh, those Marlins teams where they had Stanton and Yelich, and Ozuna was always the third guy. Ozuna in 2017 had an outstanding year. But for the most part, he's been, you know, with the exception of that 2017 season, you know, a solid run producer, but nothing to write home about. He's also decreased value a little bit in defensive, uh, his defensive prowess. In that 2017 season, he saved 10 runs. Last year, he only saved two. His arm strength apparently has gone down. But all in all, in terms of what was left, I would rather have this guy than Castellanos filling our, our, our for a whole uh, spot, even though I know that's not the most ringing endorsement when you hear all those numbers. But that's sort of you know the guy we're getting in terms of what he's done before. But he's only 29, and he's had a solid career so far with one outstanding season. So... We'll have to see how it all shakes out, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it since I've been rambling for the last like 20 minutes, it feels like. It was just like a minute and a half, not that long. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the 29 homers, 89 RBIs, that's with missing 30 games. So for him, what was an average season, if he was healthy the entire year, you're looking at 35, 36 bombs. Um, and he's that right-handed bat that we needed to protect Freddie Freeman. And to get my, my big concern with signing him was blocking Pache or Drew Waters. So the fact that we were able to get him on a one year deal is pretty remarkable because I think he was kind of going into this offseason expecting, well, hoping for a three year deal. Um, not sure why that value wasn't 100% there for him, but he sees this as <clears throat> what Josh Donaldson saw for it last year where Donaldson was coming off a couple injury-plague seasons, uh, needed to reestablish his value, and that's why he took the one-year deal with us. And look at Donaldson now. Got, right. that, got the four-, five-year deal with the Twins. So uh, Ozuna's kind of hoping to catch that same magic, be on a club in the spotlight that uh, is showing that they're wanting to win now. So, I mean, it's definitely wasn't plan A, but it's a pretty damn solid plan B. Um. And I've been thinking about what we discussed the past couple weeks with the two platoon options. And, you know, at the end of the day, there is more potential out of Camargo and Riley than there is Marcakis and Duvall. Absolutely. If, if I'm being honest Absolutely. with myself and not just, you know, my strange obsession with Adam Duvall. I'm glad you're able to put that aside. Yes. So, yeah, Camargo... He's been working out. I've seen a workout videos of him Ooh. hitting uh, tires with a sledgehammer. So he's got to like that. So I mean, he don't, I mean, this is an opportunity for him to start again. So maybe we see 2018 Johan Camargo again. I don't know. Maybe Riley comes out. But well, Riley's apparently been working on his swing a lot and trying to avoid the things that played him last year. Those those you know outside breaking balls out of the zone that just killed his uh, majority of the second half of the year. And I know that's what Anthopoulos was saying in some of his interviews is that part of this process was also asking 
all the scouts, everyone working on the pro the lower levels in the system that are with Austin Riley. Do we still believe in Austin Riley? What's his short-term future? What's his long-term future? Is this a guy we want to count on, or do we want to block him for four or five years by signing Donaldson? So um, that played into it as well. Because um, Donaldson was certainly there for us to get yeah, and, if we wanted to. And Thopless did go on. He was making the radio rounds over the last couple of days saying pretty much we had an offer and we weren't willing to go as far as other, you know, as the Twins were. And I don't think that was necessarily in terms of, as you were saying last week, in terms of, you know, giving him $23 million this year. It was more about the length of the contract than the actual money for a single season. And which is, you know... I'm sort of over it at this point. And Donaldson also said that the Braves offer was nowhere near what the Twins was um, in terms of monetary value overall. So it's consistent. It seems like there's no real animosity there. It's just business. And Donaldson was also like, oh, Josh deserves everything. You know, if he can get that deal, that's great. And, you know. Anthopoulos was saying that. Sorry, Anthopoulos said that about Josh. It was just, it's just frustrating because I feel like this move for Ozuna even though it's better than not doing anything. It's sort of just like the Braves saying, okay, we couldn't re-sign Donaldson. We didn't make any trades. We didn't try to trade for Lindor or Arnado, or if we did, it didn't work out. What's left? All right, the scraps are left. Let's get the scraps. Marcelo Zuna is not scraps. I feel like compared to Donaldson, compared to Lindor, compared to Arenado, he is table scraps. What? You can't compare. You can't. Compare those three players, those four players. But all those guys were available in different ways. They're available via. You don't know. They're available. Don't, they're, they're, they're available via trade. All the general managers said. The general manager for the Indians said that. The general manager for the Rockies said that. And obviously, Josh Donaldson was a free agent. Well, yeah. There's there's a lot more than a lot more you're giving up as well. You know, That's fine. eventually you got to stop doing going on these retread guys not, and go for it. And this team will never go for it. He's it's not really a, frustrating. Graham, you, had, you said this exact same thing about Donaldson last year. You weren't excited about Josh Donaldson. Like I, you had this exact same reaction to him that you're having to Ozuna now. I mean, I think it's pretty damn good that we did go out and spend another 18 million. Like oh, our payroll's at 150 million now, the highest it's ever been in franchise ooh. history by a long, and there's more money I, I, that's going to be spent. You I, know it. no. No, the past two off seasons, how, how much money have we added at each All Star? I don't know. I don't. I don't know those financial numbers. I, I know we've gone out and made moves, and that's fine. And I, you know, it's weird thinking about where we were last year compared to where we were this year. And I actually think, especially from a, you know, confidence in the bullpen, I have no no qualms there. I mean, I think this is a much different team than than last season. There are detriments. There are positives. In terms of we've, we've, I think we've improved in some areas and we've uh, declined in others. What, what have we declined in besides? I mean, the offensively, Freddie Freeman's home run totals are going down. He's going to draw a lot more walks, and it's because he's got a guy behind him that can't draw a walk worth a flip. And I don't think this, I don't think Ozuna is going to be able to fill that hole at all for Donaldson in the sense that he's not an on base threat at all. You compare his on base of three twenty eight to Donaldson's like three eighty nine or whatever it was, and there's it's just night and day difference. Um, and it's such a big thing now is being able to get on base. And Freddie Freeman will still have protection, no doubt. But people are going to be a lot more willing to walk him to get to get to Marcelo Ozuna than they were for Josh Donaldson. And even though, yes, I was trepidatious about Donaldson, at the very least I knew 
that he was, you know, a couple years removed from being a consistent thumper and can maybe rekindle that. With Ozuna, it's just been like solid player with one amazing season. That's, that's a couple that. years ago. <laughs> this Three exact, years ago. It's the exact same situation. Three years ago. But but Donaldson had, Donaldson had multiple. 2017. It's three years ago. Exactly. Well, Donaldson was three years ago, too. But Donaldson, Donaldson had, had two... multiple years of excellence, MVP caliber play. Ozuna has only had one. We are not getting another Josh Donaldson here or anywhere close to it. If you look at his entire value, defensively, decline. Offensively, decline. On base percentage, decline. Power, decline. Average, decline. Even though average is kind of a bullshit number. I'm just saying, everywhere you look, it's nowhere near what Josh Donaldson can provide you. All right, Graham, I, I get it. You're, 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 you're kind of you're this Braves fan who you, you can you not deny that? Can you deny Ozuna's that? Ozuna's not as good as Donaldson. No. Yeah. In any respect. No. But you have to look at the reality of the situation, Graham. And it sucks. But that's not. It does not. It suck. does suck. This, have, this have, team we have this right team now cannot compete for a championship as constructed. This team we have right now is better than the team we had last year going into the season. Depends 100% on how you look at We've it. We've improved everywhere except the Donaldson-Ozuna swap. Our bench right now is Marcakis, Duvall. We haven't even mentioned Hechevarria. Hechevarria's back. True. Um, Culberson, potentially. Culberson is, assuming he makes the lineup, Riley or Camargo's on our bench. That's our bench where last year, I mean, we had Joyce as our top bench option. Solid. What else did we have at the beginning of the year last year? Culberson. It's also solid. Camargo, who, Camargo, who sucked on the bench, but whatever. And I mean, look, look at look at who we're swatching out, swapping out of the bullpen. Yeah, no bullpen. I, like I said, you can't argue with the, what Anthopolis has done with the bullpen. It just feels like if we really wanted to go for it, we'd be making a trade for Lindor or someone of that caliber, or Arenado. We'd be saying, let's put our money where our mouth is. We have a window. Let's not let it shut. Let's fucking go for it. Because my, I don't have a problem if you're not going to re-sign Josh Donaldson if you have someone who can come in and be better than Donaldson. And you're really going to try and go get that guy. And we didn't try to go get that guy. You don't know that they haven't tried to go get that guy, Graham. Like, sometimes you have to trade major league assets to get a player like that as and well. so be it. Well then, well, then maybe you're not improving your I'd be, club 100%. I'd be fine with trading Dan, throwing Dansby into a package with Ian Anderson and whomever to get Francisco Lindor. You think Dansby is the only major league accent? People are probably there, people are out there asking for Ozzy Albies. Like, I mean, imagine being a Rockies fan and like some of these packages you've thrown out there for the Braves. I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing here, but it just feels like this this move does not. It makes me feel a little better in the sense that we're not going in with our tail between our legs entirely, but it just feels like we're one move away from being able to be major players beyond, you know, a first-round uh, playoff exit if we could just make that one major move. And maybe something happens. Who the fuck knows? But I'm just saying. Every single every single off-season acquisition we've made so far, you get upset because it's just not enough. And it's there's, not there's enough. always more. More keep coming down the road, Graham. We're not we've done. We've been one Well, maybe we're not done. I think we're done for the off-season, but, I mean... We, but I would just love to see that move that tells you, that, that grabs you by the shoulder, that kicks you in the ass, that says, we're going to try to win the World Series. Well. And that has not happened yet. Okay. I say it can't. But what are your aspirations now for this team, considering this move? You've, you mentioned Correct. the, the excellence that's in the bullpen. Yeah. We know we have a solid starting rotation. 
that could be above average. On paper, should be, but you just don't know. A lot of young guys, Cole Hamels' health, etc. What, what, what do you think is the outlook for the Braves right now as, as currently constructed? Uh, just start with first things first, win the NL East again. And I think looking at our team from the outside, I've seen a lot of the fans' reactions in the NL East, and they're pissed that the Braves are making every damn move, signing every free agent, and... What are, what are the Phillies and the Mets done? And the Nationals? Did we? Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, the Nationals have been We're, active in the sense of, you know... They're signing, getting, you wanna, they're signing retreads. Of, well, no, like, they, they re-signed Strasburg, though. Well, that's, well, they still yeah. have Strasburg and Scherzer. And they still got Juan Soto. And they still have a lot of major people. But, but their offense has certainly taken an absolute they, beating they could, without... They could have gotten Osuna. The Mets could have gotten Osuna. Yeah, no, and it's good... I'm not saying it's like the worst move in the world. It's just like it's not the move I think that can really put us over the top. And maybe that's me being, you know, wanting too much or being unfair. It just feels like you've made all these other moves that have really have really helped the bench, that have really helped the bullpen, that have maybe solidified the rotation in a way with if Hamels can provide that leadership and actually perform on the field. It just feels like it just makes me mad because I feel like we're just one big I mean, it, piece away. It's, it's a balancing act. Like, was Donaldson really that big piece? If we sign Donaldson, I don't see you saying this is a World Series team with Donaldson. You'd be like, this Maybe is not. what we had last year. But it feels better. I, 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 it feels better because of that production we got out of him, in addition to the bullpen, and how it helps the team around him in terms of how excellent he is at third base defensively, how he helped Freddie Freeman hit the most home runs he's ever hit in his career. Freddie Freeman had 38 home runs at the end of August or early September. I mean, that's insane. That's not just Freddie Freeman kicking ass. That's having a guy behind him that you don't want to face. Just Ozuna is a much easier out. Graham, I've known you for 27 years or so. Jesus. Something like that. We're pretty old. Maybe that. No, that's not. Uh, no, I've known you. 20-ish years. 20-ish years. Yeah. I know your reactions to things. There is no way in hell you're sitting here today excited about this team. Because you know who would, our left fielder would be? Nick Marcakis and Adam Duvall. And you'd be saying the same damn thing. Marcelo Zuna, he's sitting right out there, man. You could have Donaldson and Osuna. Yeah, you, you, you could have. But you would not be excited. With, I mean, you would be excited for Donaldson, but at the end of the day... I would, I would have the same feeling. Do you not remember the B.J. Upton signing and how we lost... Our best closer in franchise history because of a yes that, giving a, that sucked because yes. we had but, to get but, someone to take that money. What that led to five yeah. years? That's insane for a thirty. He's thirty four. I know, but it's very. I think it's very different if you look at B.J. Upton's career versus Josh Donaldson's career. Donaldson minus those couple years he was banged up. But B.J. Upton was, was twenty nine. But B.J. Upton had shitty plate discipline, had horrible on base percentage, was 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 lackadaisical in the outfield, not a good defender. All everything was there to tell you that he he wasn't a good investment long term, and Franklin ignored it because B.J. Upton had a great August and September where he hit like twenty three home runs, and that got him that huge deal, which fucked us, because Franklin was short sighted. Exactly. So you can't be short sighted. So that's why you don't. But, but, get Donaldson. He, but, but but Donaldson, on the other hand, other than his age, well, that's the big thing. Yes, but I'm just saying. If you compare them, other than their age, Donaldson profiled as a much better long-term investment, even though it was risky. And like I said last week, Donaldson, you don't pay Donaldson that money. You you eat the money because you want to try to win a championship in the next two years. 
That's why you eat that 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 last NFT sucks then, but you won a World Series, it was worth it. Like you said, you won a World Series, who gives a shit? What if you don't what if you don't win it and then, then at you, least, and then you can't re-sign a Max Fried or a Mike Soroka because then, of all that? Then you money. know what? That's a risk that's a calculated risk you have to take. Not that you have to take, but you can take. But I would feel better today about this team, even though uh you're right, having that platoon <laughs> option of Marcakis and, and Duval would suck, but who knows, maybe Austin Riley picks his shit up again. You never know. Well, now you can you can still say the same thing. Yes, but you don't have the guy to protect Freddie Freeman that's as strong as as you do now. He's no schmuck. Don't get me wrong. It's just either way, I would I would. You're right. I would have similar <laughs> feelings, but I feel a lot more confident about trying to win a championship with Josh Donaldson, considering all that he brings to the team in terms of his value and his leadership in the locker room, than I do about Ozuna. Ozuna is supposedly a model citizen, good teammate, good guy, but he doesn't provide the value that Donaldson does, and that. I mean, and the season hasn't even started. The offseason's not over. More things could happen. And things could happen during the season. Who knows? Maybe maybe Anthopolis really does go for it. You never know. I just can't fully get excited about, about this move, although I'm glad a move was made to fill the void, as it were. Yeah, I mean, our offense isn't quite as good on paper right now, but our pitching has infinitely improved. I feel... Pretty damn good about this you team. You feel right really now. good about the bullpen heading into this season. This is the most confident I felt about the bullpen since the uh, adventurable days of Eric O'Flaherty, Johnny Venters, and Craig Kimball days. And for those of you that didn't know Eric O'Flaherty until he was a walking corpse uh, in his last year here in Atlanta, or even Johnny Venters for that matter, back then in 2010, 2011, that was a lights out bullpen, man. And uh, yeah, the bullpen looks good. Gotta be really excited about Soroka. Especially. Soroka, Fulte. You hope you get good Fulte. Hamels. You know. Yeah, pitching, feel pretty good about. Rotation, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But, but, but if, if the rotation does blow up a little bit, and you need to figure that out, you feel pretty good about the guys who have to come in and back them up. Oh, the, the bullpen? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know you're, you're shitting on King Felix, but it's, it's a no-risk... Move. Oh sure. I mean, and go, it, it's, go ahead. I'll be interested to see what happens. Yeah, for I mean, sure. As coming from the AL to the NL, new motivation. Yeah, he's been he has been hurt the last couple of years. Yeah, he's you been, never know. He's been really injury plagued, and he his ERA has ballooned. He's he's a shell of what he was, but still they, only thirty three. Exactly, and he has a lot of innings on that arm. I mean, he threw. I mean, more complete games. I don't even know how many there was, but over his career in Seattle, it felt like every time I was turning on MLB Network at 1 in the morning, Felix Hernandez is throwing, or baseball tonight, Felix Hernandez is throwing another shutout, complete game. It was like a, a, a every every two or three weeks that would happen. Th- think about it this way. Bartolo Colon was 43 when he was on the Braves. Yes. He was. It's 10 years, Graham. Yeah. Well, you know... But it's tough. Bartolo had that ability to extend his career through uh, performance-enhancing drugs and whatever <laughs> donuts. He, and donuts and whatever else he ate. And I think with with Hernandez, I don't know. Like you're saying, I don't think it's the worst move in the world <clears throat> at all. To see, you know, take a flyer on him. You never know if he has just a little bit, of, little bit of gas left in the tank. New coaching staff, new environment, nothing to lose really. 
Yeah. It's a million bucks. He gives a shit. Well, so, you don't even have to pay him if he doesn't make the... Right. You may not even make it. Yeah. Kick the tires. It's not really a big deal. I just don't think, like, based off what I've seen the last few years, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to contribute, but there's nothing wrong with kicking the tires on the guy. But I want to ask you, what does that say about the organization's confidence in the rotation right now if they're willing to kick the tires on a Felix Hernandez? Is that more of an insurance policy, or is that more of we're concerned about where the rotation is right now and we feel like we need to go get this guy to see if he can actually maybe fill in? I think you're just trying to find lightning in a bottle. I think you certainly have a number of guys capable of filling the fifth starter spot. I mean, that's all it is fighting for at this point mm. between, I guess now, Felix, Sean Newcomb, mm. Kyle Wright. Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson's not in it yet, Graham. He will be. He's not there yet. I think by May, that man will be ready. <coughs> He'll be knocking on the door. But, yeah, those three guys, maybe throw in a Bryce Wilson. Oh, yeah, Bryce Wilson. So, I mean, it's a competition thing, too. Sure. I'm still pulling for my boy uh, Newcomb to win that spot back. I think he's got the highest right now potential out of anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's come. We've we've come a long way since like November when we were first looking when we just resigned Nick Markakis and seen all the holes that we had in this lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's come together pretty damn well. I I think you got to be happy with the offseason. I think it'd be crazy not. Yeah, to. no. Overall, it was a good. It's been a good off season. You still wish we could have gotten JD back, but you know, it is what it is. You might look at it five months from now and be like, "Oh wow, we looked out there." Yeah, but, I, I think you're right, Adam. We'll, we'll look. You know, we'll look back on this off season and see. You know, how all these moves really either helped the team, or maybe some of them were mistakes. I don't know, but I feel like heading into the off season, the one you know, we only have really one glaring hole and even then you know every no team is perfect no team is perfectly balanced or has all their holes filled so all things considered i'd rather have a stocked locked bullpen going into the going into the season that was one reason i was really you know not confident about heading into last season just because we were bringing back the same bullpen that sucked you know down the stretch in that last year there were hardly any changes and it took three changes you know three trades bring in guys that could really help us, you know, or we thought would help us contend, you know, to really turn that bullpen around. Now we've added even more, Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith and, and... And bringing back Martin again. And don't forget about uh, O'Day. And, and yeah, and having O'Day, O'Day for a full season. And you know some of those guys aren't going to be healthy the whole year. And, and, and so if someone goes down, you feel like you have someone who can jump into, uh, you know, potentially the, the setup spot or the closer spot if, they, if you absolutely need them. And then maybe... Freaking A.J. Minter and Sabaka will figure the shit out in Gwinnett. And, and boy, you got the depth there. Your boy Luke Jackson. And Well, Luke Jackson's going to be on the opening oh, I, roster. I, Luke Don't Jackson be. might be the opening day closer as far as, as far as we know. Oh, yeah. You never know. I will go on record as saying, um, look out Ender. Mm. I think there, there could be a little trade action with Ender coming up. Because your outfield's a little overstuffed right now. Yeah, with Marcakis and du- I don't see Marcakis and Duvall both just being play once a week guys off the bench. Um, you like Ender for his defense, even though it's not exactly what it was. But but you got Acuna in center. I think Acuna is better suited in right. I agree. So I, I could see Ender getting more action than Marcakis and Duvall. Or, honestly, well, I, I think he's your starter, but I, I'm just. Saying he's also a movable piece. Oh, I, I agree entirely. Um, 
I so that that's you know. why, and he he's a bigger asset for other organizations than Duvall or Marcakis. Yes, so particularly. I'm just, his, I'm just saying. Yeah, keep that on your radar. Yeah, particularly with his age and defensive abilities, and with Pache and Waters just around the corner as well. Mm-hmm. For that, I mean, for Pache's defense. So yeah, you know, no, it's fair. Well, Adam, I think let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. There's not much to talk about. Although Thomas Dimitrov has been making the rounds quite a bit during uh, Senior Bowl days or whatever the hell it is. Well, he better. He should be happy he still has a job. It's a miracle. Yeah, well, this is very flippant on his part. This was, wait, wait. Uh, did you just sneak a Falcons uh, segment in on me? I did. That I wasn't I, expecting? I feel like we have to talk a little bit about this. Okay, what do you so, got? So, I got, uh, this is courtesy of Von McClure, who I do not have permission to, to use this audio, but we don't do this for any money. So, I just thought it was an interesting uh, tidbit here. So, I'm going to play this for you guys. And this is uh, the press talking to Thomas about Vic Beasley. And, and are you asking about Vic? Or are you yeah, just... I'm asking about everybody. Oh. Can you get him all back? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if we can get him all back. And I, I'm not sure, you know, again, we're not exactly sure the direction we're going to go with it. And, uh, you know, I thought Vic had a nice push down the stretch. And, and I know that he had impressed a lot of people, you know, within the organization because, you know, of course it was tough early on. And um, so... Uh, we have not made a decision on that at this point. Sounds like he's not coming back. I hope so. I hope that's what the <laughs> subtext was there. I hope he's just saying nice things for Vic's sake and that we can just move on uh, from Vic Beasley, even though he did record eight sacks. But honestly, the guy still just got one move. Speed rush around the, the edge lineman, uh, around the tackle. And that's it. And I don't know. I mean, even even when he was doing that in the second half of the season, I was just kind of like, how much of this is fluky? You know, I felt like a lot of those those sacks during the 16-sack season he, he had were fluky, and he, he still doesn't grade very well from pro football focus. And you just... He's just a he's just a one dimensional player. Well, he just, doesn't do shit and run run defense. I'm I'm not interested in bringing him back. And he's going to want to command a, a, a you know a decent salary too, based off an eight sack season, which is nothing to sneeze at. And he should try to go out and get whatever money he wants. I just don't want to give it to him. Yeah, I mean, he, if you watch the games, you know that he's not an eight sack player. Like they never come at clutch times when we need it at the end of a game. No, or you need a big third down stop. Vic's not your guy. No, no, blowout. He's your guy. First, second down, he's your guy. Not when you need it, Graham. So, I agree. Let's yeah. move on from Vic. Yeah. Uh, Austin Hooper is getting a little attitude as well. He was saying that attitude. the Falcons haven't offered him anything. And, you know, if I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, you know, they know when they've got an offer who to come to, who to talk to. But, you know, right now I'm just getting ready to go to the Pro Bowl and maybe play my last game as an Atlanta Falcon or something like that. And I was like, you know, who the hell are you, Austin? That doesn't sound like attitude. I don't know. This is the tone of his voice. Uh, The damn season's still going on. Yes. Um, I heard something about franchise tagging him. That would be an option. I think he would probably be in the 10 to $12 million range, something like that, if you franchise tagged him. It's still tough to justify that. I just don't know if you need him. Yeah. Plug in Jaden Graham. I'd be fine with maybe even throwing a... I don't know if you want to draft anybody. I don't know. It's just... It's just frustrating thinking about these losers. <laughs> uh, and Hooper's not a loser, but the Falcons are losers. 
What do you think about our boy uh, Shanahan in the Super Bowl? It's impressive. Did you hear his comments talking about our Super Bowl? No. Oh, yeah? What did he say? I'm trying to avoid, like, Shanahan and, like, the whole thing with Shanahan versus LaFleur. It's like these two Falcons coordinators, one of which we should definitely still have. He was never even given a chance, and now he's coaching in the NFC Championship game. He's never yeah. given a chance to even interview for the offensive coordinator position after Shanahan left. LaFleur you're talking about. Yeah, LaFleur. Yeah, that's very, ridiculous. That's very strange. Dan Quinn and his judgment. Um, <clears throat> no, Shanahan... They were asking about because he ran the they they ran the ball so many damn times in the NFC Championship. Yeah, Mostert had like four touchdowns. It's incredible. Garoppolo was six of eight. So they were kind of asking him, "Do you think you learned something from that 2016 Super Bowl?" I thought about that when they went up 27 to nothing or whatever. I was like, I wonder if he's going to try and get way too aggressive. But the bread and butter for the 49ers has been running the football. Well, but he he did say something about how like he's like, oh, like I can do the math. 28 minus three. 25 points, and they were down up 25 at one point, so he was not getting ahead of himself. Uh, long story short, Graham, he would not take blame for that game. He's like, there's so many more factors, but he wishes he would have called a run on second and 11. Oh, well, it's good that he wishes he would have done something. But, like, I mean, he's like, obviously, if you don't learn from that, you know, there, then you are lost. There's no hope for you. And Shanahan is... You know, we can't say there's no damn hope from the guys, one of the hottest coaches in the league. Well, that's what I'm saying. He learned from his list. I'm saying if you don't learn from that, then you're a loser. Right. He's clearly not a loser. Right. Not a loser. And one went away from championship, and he's got a damn good chance to do it with that running game, considering Kansas City's run defense has been pretty porous most of the year. But it just shows you, because you look at, like, what's the guy, Mostert, who had 200-something yards. He's a retread. Yeah, I mean he he's been with like six NFL teams, cut by many of them, yeah. okay. and it just goes to show what like he did with I mean what he what Shanahan meant for Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. Coleman wasn't anything without Shanahan. Yeah, I mean you look at the guys on that Falcons team that had touchdowns, um, Aldrick Robinson, Gabriel. Remember that other tight end who like. Besides Levine Toilolo? Besides Levine Toilolo. In the Panthers game, he caught a touchdown. He, that was like his first catch ever. Yeah. Probably never heard from him again after that. But no. it's like... But like, I mean, just... It was like 13 different players got a touchdown that year. Something like that. I mean, the year before that, like, Jacob Tammy was a all of a sudden a beast again before his career-ending yeah. injury. Yeah, I mean, Shanahan just, knows what he's doing yeah, on the offense. Pretty impressive. And it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating as a Falcons fan, but, you know, I, I don't wish... I'll always be a little upset at Shanahan for not making the right decision there, but you know, I'm more upset at Dan Quinn because ultimately it falls on the responsibility falls on the head coach to be able to say I know what we need to do in this situation, and you didn't have the the foresight or the gumption to, to or not even yeah you didn't have the foresight to understand basic football. Sad. Matt Ryan could have checked out. Sure, I don't know. We need to check out. Checked out of the play. Oh yes, he could have. I think. Um, so, yeah, it's another thing you can point your finger at. Well, anyway, let's move, move, move away from that. I'm about to start crying. Uh, Dimitrov and Quinn were also very impressed by the wide receiver back to, core. Back to Senior Bowl. Yeah, back to the wide receivers at the Senior Bowl. The and sad the, reality that we live in now. Yeah, and the, corner, and the cornerbacks. But the wide receivers, Adam, they were, they were really impressed with the wide receivers. It doesn't mean they're going to go draft one. But the fact that they're just talking about that is terrifying. <laughs> I can totally see us in the first round drafting a wide receiver at 16 because why, why not? We need more weapons. There's no way. 
That would just be so idiotic. I mean, them going two offensive linemen last year, I think that kind of shows that maybe they get it now. But, yeah, why the hell are they even looking at a wide receiver? I don't know. Either way, no matter what Thomas does, I can't trust his talent evaluation. I can't. It's really hard to. Unless it is a skilled player, and that's the last thing we should be drafting. Draft's not till April, right? Correct. So, we got a long time to figure out what the Falcons are going to do. Or think about what the Falcons are going to do. What was mock drafts just going to start pouring in? Like such precipitous rain. That doesn't matter. Because everyone's wrong. I, I really want the winter to be over, Adam. It's been a miserable winter if you're an Atlanta sports fan. What are you talking about? The Saints lost? Well, other than... The Patriots other lost. Than, other than bad things befalling teams you don't like. Not much to be excited about. Braves are coming up. The Braves are coming up. The Hawks won a game without Trey Young, which Tra- was Trey Young impressive. is uh, starting in the All Star game. That's great news. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you vote for him, Adam? I did not. I did. Oh, you're a loser. Good for you, Graham. You should vote for Trey Young. I guess I can't complain, although it worked out for me either way. So that's true. Yeah, I'll reap the benefits of your hard work. Thank you. It took a lot of time, a lot of effort and energy to to, to vote. I'd imagine. Yeah. Big decision. Yeah. Did you also vote for John Collins despite uh, steroids? No, I didn't. Just out of, I uh, didn't think he deserved to go. Not just because of the steroids, but he's hardly played. Alex Len? Trey Young was the only hawk I voted for. Not even Vince Carter. I should have voted for Vince. I could see them making Vince a... Uh, honorary captain. Honorary or all-star. Yeah, why not? I mean, so then you cost some guy who actually deserves it his spot. All right, well, you know, he's got another year. Work out for Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah, exactly. Hit that home run. Yeah. Um, not really much to talk about with the Hawks. I mean, they are what they are. They did win a game last night without Trey, which was nice, but the Clippers also rested Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And Patrick Beverly. Yeah. There was a 20, 20 to nothing run that happened in the first or second quarter last night, which was just ungodly. But somehow the Hawks were able to battle back and, and, and win the game. But It was just John Collins and uh, Goodwin. Yeah, Goodwin played his ass off. John Collins is 33-16. and 16. That was a really, really nice to see him just explode and take the game over when he absolutely uh, you know, was asked to do so. And, you know, we're at 10 wins. Still, what, worst team in the league. It's okay. Always just got to just, we just got to get through the season. Like we were saying last week, just get through the season, get some positivity, positivity going in the locker room, try to carry that over to the next year. Make better offseason moves. It's as simple as that. You just got to ride this one out. This is like, um, I don't know, serving a jail sentence or something. That's a poor, poor comparison. You still think about going to a Hawks game, Graham? Yes. We got to put it on the calendar, Adam. Should we go tomorrow? We could. I'm not, Maybe. I'm not available. No. Thanks for offering. <laughs> <laughs> got some disc golf to play instead. Mm. Well, I don't really have much else to say. Felt like a short show, Graham. It was a short show. The only thing that's really going on is the Braves. I mean, the Falcons aren't, you know. Think that got the Braves are wheeling and dealing left and right. Yeah. I mean, we know United's also undergoing a ton of turmoil losing people, but I don't think we're well-informed enough to discuss that at this time. Gressel got traded, Graham. Gressel got traded. I don't know why. I think to save money. Oh. Liberty Media's involved now in the United. Perhaps. Or maybe that's Arthur moving some funds around. Like, that's... That's him moving, uh, the the United or like his checking account, mm-hmm. 
and he had to move some money from his checking account to a savings account, which are the Falcons. Right. Maybe pay off some debt somewhere. He's got Hooper. He's got a signed Hooper. And, but uh, that shouldn't impact. And his first round wide receiver. That, that doesn't impact. Uh, that shouldn't impact the Falcons just because it's a salary cap based league. Uh, it, it all impacts everything. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's all money. It is all money. Same owner. That, that's the only thing that you were right about there. Yep. It is all money. Yep. Um, surely there's other stuff going on. In Atlanta professional sports. Mm. No? Not really. Okay. I think that's it. Wraps it up. Wraps it up. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll catch you next week. Koo! Oh yeah. Young Way Koo is going to be tendered. Which yeah. is a good thing. That means he's coming back to the Falcons. I, I was kind of confused. It kind of felt like a... <laughs> Uh, the episode of The Office where they're all worried about Kevin having skin cancer and the tests come back negative. Yeah, everyone's like, oh yeah, Michael freaks out. Yeah. I was like, oh <laughs> god, no! So yeah. when I read tendered, I was like, wait, is it, I feel like I only hear like non-tendered. Is that like, is, he's not coming back? That means he was he was given, to be tendered. Tendered to an be offer. Given. Yes. That's, that's good. Yeah. Good for Koo. A lot of teams in the playoffs have needed Koo for his on yeah, kick they abilities. They would have they would have liked to have him. Uh interesting to note they're also gonna bring in some some competition. It's not his job outright. I think the, that's just learning from the Tavecchio disaster, disaster of twenty nineteen. Yeah, I think yeah. I think if Koo has another good season next year, there will there will be no competition brought back in. Right. It'll be his job to have. But I think that's a sound decision. Yeah. I can't fault anyone there like I normally can with the Falcons. He's our guy. It's an easy decision. Yeah. He's the best onside kicker of all time, particularly in, in, in with how the rule changed. Bet your ass. And the, and the kid can tackle. Yeah. He can force fumbles. Yeah. He can catch fumbles. I wouldn't, you know, put him out there as a fourth wide receiver every once in a while just to freak people out. I don't know. He's got a lot of athleticism. Yeah. I've never seen a kicker get that far down the field. <laughs> and that fumble he recovered was not an onside kick. That was just a kickoff. He was the first guy there to recover it. Sounds like you're on Team Coup, Graham. I'm on Team Coup. I was at first. I was like, "Whatever, man." Welcome aboard. And then he proved himself. Eighty-eight percent this year kicking the football. Favorite NFL player? No, no. It'll get there. Hey, just you, keep watching. You prove me wrong once. <laughs> nope. Sure. <laughs> See, you can prove me wrong again. Well, that wraps now us up. now that wraps us. That up. feels better. Yeah, I knew yeah. we were forgetting something yeah. important. Until next time, rise up, chop on, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospital Township. Hospital Township.